Hi, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to me, Tasha V, a.k.a. Social Enlight. Uh, We have an amazing upcoming, I guess, few episodes. I recorded some videos, YouTube videos and interviews with people in the spiritual community. And we're going to talk about what's going on energetically. Um, And one of the reasons why there was such a long pause is because I wanted to be clear, I guess for me, right? I wanted to gain clarity on a direction that I was going because in an era where everyone's on podcasts is ranting and raving about alpha male and women and this and that, I, I really did not want to get sidetracked from the purpose and as to why I originally created this concept. And I created this concept because as I was moving forward with my spiritual journey, and when I say journey, I'm talking about becoming aware that there's more to life than us working and doing the same mundane things over and over again and the the chaos, the social issues. It, It was like you begin to awaken and realize and ask yourself, what the fuck is going on? Like you stop because, you know, you know, being born and raised in New York, you're running around like with your head chopped off sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you're just grinding. And sometimes you don't even know why you're grinding. I guess you're grinding to make this money. But even when you make the money, you're still grinding. You know, it's I think it's a New York thing. It's a little weird. And once you take a step back away from the roller coaster ride usually the universe or god or whatever you believe in will force you to take a step back whether they will you won't be able to find a job or whatever it is and you have to reevaluate your life you know and then you're you're on a different course of action so i went through that phase i had to ask myself like damn what do i want to do where i wanted to go and you know i created this brand and i thought that me creating that brand was the actual journey right but then looking back at it, it wasn't the creation of that product, like that, that, that brand that I created back in 2013, which was creative because when you're creative, it's technically coincides with spirituality, but that's another topic. It was actually the experiences of what I was going through and also what relationships and also what was happening like energetically. That's when like the, the campaign between Trump and Hillary and all these things began to be eye-opening for me and not eyes as in my physical eyes but my third eye now and that's when I said you know people got to look at things from a different perspective because think about it we have CNN we got Fox we got all these news platforms which technically are owned by the same corporations but we're not talking about what's happening to us as as a collective as humans and I say this because after a while right when you begin to feel more you gotta tell me you don't think to yourself that something doesn't feel right like you you know you watch the news or you you see a blog you see some stuff and it's like I don't know this doesn't feel right you see it but you, you feel it differently. And after a while, when I would have conversations to people, you know, with people about what's going on, I've noticed that the words and terms that I would use wasn't your your, your typical like X, Y, Z, A, B, C, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. You know what I mean? It was more like, yeah, but it doesn't make sense. 
And then someone will be like, well, you know what? Back in like 1926, this is what happened. And this is what we did in all a cycle, if you think about it. I'm like, sounds good, but it doesn't feel right. Like something is just off. So you begin to try to explore other sources of information or you begin to, for me, I began to be more receptive to other perspective outside of what I've been from my, I guess, outside of the bubble that they have created surrounding us here, meaning the bubble of information, right? That can control a narrative. So you begin to want to connect and say like, Hey, what do you think? You know, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? Cause I feel like they saying this in the news and, and things, but it doesn't feel right. It doesn't make sense. You know? So this is before, you know, all the platforms like YouTube and all that was really getting a grasp on people providing, I guess, other sorts of information. And then they create a campaign to jumble them all up. And now anything outside of the bubble that they've created of information is now considered conspiracy theory, which it did a great job at really promoting because then. I'm not going to lie though. There's some people it's like, yo, bruh, I don't know where you're going with this. It sounds crazy. You know what I mean? Like something sounds crazy. Right. But let me tell you, I give, I give crazy a shot. <laughs> I give crazy a shot because I'm going to tell you why sometimes. Cause I feel like I'm going crazy with the, with, with the influx of information that I just feel like it, it doesn't make sense. So I started to think to myself, right? There's billions of people on this planet, I guess, or plane or whatever. I don't know. And, um, and I, I just couldn't help that so many of us, right? Believe that there's more to life than what we see with our physical eye, right? And whether you practice Islam whether you practice Christianity, whether you believe uh, you're a Jewish, you know, faith. I don't know. Cause I don't know I, the Jewish thing. I don't really know if it's a religion or race. I don't even want to touch on that, but either or the, the particular audience believe in something more to life than what they see. And even if you're, you know, practice Hinduism, I mean, there's so many different religious beliefs and spiritual structures or spiritual understandings which allow a person to believe that there's a a super I don't want to say supernatural but a higher power that's governing us to make better decisions with our lives right so now with that understanding right? Because that means that we believe in more than what we see, which is a very important aspect on this platform. Now, I'm going to use third eye because technically the pineal gland, the, you know, the center between our physical eye, that's for some who believe that's what we use to make our intuitive decision and we can see I guess you want to say clairvoyantly or see you know and however it is why are we not looking or better yet feeling 
with that perspective of information. Now, I have a bit of an advantage because, you know, I've been working in marketing and all that for like since I was in high school. I have a high school degree in that shit. So it's, I, you know, I literally worked in every avenue. It's kind of scary. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know I've worked everywhere, but it's all under the same umbrella. You know what I mean? So I, I've literally worked in every avenue of this marketing, advertising, media, you know, aspect of things, data, numbers, you name it. I've worked in it. So I have a very intricate understanding of it. And of course, marketing is a, a never ending, you know, evolution of information. So if you're not in it still, you, you're going to be left behind by next year because information is constantly you know it's forever changing so with that you know having the communication understanding learning the history of it propaganda things like that so I already have that understanding of that perspective right but then the spiritual component is something that you have to evolve as a human and whatever you believe in you know blah 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 this is what makes us conscious our con this is what makes us human excuse me our consciousness is what makes us human because I feel like we're having too too many conversations that is not that's detaching us from our consciousness. And when I say that, this is where I think the social constructs come into play. Whether I mean, think about it, guys. I'm I'm a woman of color, just in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> so you have black versus white, man versus woman, this, this, and this, that versus that. It's like this is the conversation that's been going on for apparently centuries, and they're not doing anything any different. The propaganda mechanisms, everything is the same thing. So we are going around this merry-go-round of life. So if you believe in reincarnation, if you believe in life after death, for those of you who don't, it's okay. But for those of you who do, that means your ass is going to die and you're going to come back again and go back on this merry-go-round and go round and round because guess what? We're chasing the American. We're chasing the money, the dollar, the lifestyle, and you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just all misconstrued and all deconstructed. So now I think we need to get off that because I'm like, all right, I'm off of this because anytime someone come at me, yo, did you hear about this? Or what do you think about that? I'm like, to be honest, you know, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. And you know, someone's like, well, you know, let me tell you about this political party. And I'm like, I hear you, you know, you sound good, but you know, I'm, I, you know, this, this, and I, I feel like I have to always correct them. And not correct them because there's no right or wrong here, but always enlighten them and let them know that, well, as a person of color, this, I could see why it would benefit my audience. You know what I mean? If they begin to have this perspective on things. So I have to always kind of include that sometimes. I, you know, I hate doing the race bait because I feel like, I feel like at this point they're using the race bait to constantly trigger us as a collective constantly but then the more I get to know people from one-on-one despite race because I'm in different social settings which I'm absolutely blessed to have grown up with a diverse group of friends and different people because it allows me to begin to see and make my own assessment and create my own reality right 
as opposed to putting closing myself in a bubble and just like oh yeah I only hang with this or I only do this therefore you know it's not allowing yourself to become more receptive and understanding as to what's really going on so it's making it easier for these outside forces and media and anything else that's not within your bubble to trigger you because they're trying to continuously pop your motherfucking bubble because you're in it so because I'm not in these bubbles a lot of the stuff that's very triggering I really cannot be triggered I mean I do have a lot of shit to say but it's not triggering to the capacity where it's like I'm like all right I'm seeing what's really happening so on this platform I will talk about various topics and current events and situations in a very unconventional way and I say unconventional because I guess unfortunately going with your intuition and your consciousness is unconventional now as crazy as it sounds to me because that was make that I believe that's what makes me human is my soul and now we're ushering a new era where people are like well you can be a better human if you just add technology and robotic and things like that which honestly I feel like we can use technology for the benefit of the collective I do believe that we can. I don't think, honestly, I feel like we're living in an era that's post-apocalyptic, even though we're technically in the middle of the apocalypse. We'll get into that. Because I feel like we're so behind and it's so dense. I'm like, this is just, I mean, when you go outside, it's just these dense buildings, these dense things. And I'm like, what the hell? Why we're not, you know, we should be in flying cars. Like, why we're not doing this? Like, why are we so behind? And I feel like energetically we should be ahead. But if you ask people now, because, you know, I know Facebook had recently, I mean, I'm working with them to, you know, they have the Ray-Bans and things like that. So I'm telling them about the cameras and they're like, oh, my God, the future, your, your, your glasses can take pictures. And for me, I, I feel like it's pretty basic, to be honest. I'm like, eh, this, this is not really impressive. I mean, I'm impressed the fact that it actually has crisp audio. Like, I can hear myself crystal clear. But, you know, I mean, glasses taking pictures. I mean, I think we saw that in, you know, in a movie back in the 1980s, of, you know, back then. I mean, I, it's not really, I don't really think it's really that high tech. I think we should be having some stuff where we can actually go into different dimensions and things of that nature, which I think we can. Some people actually can because they're tapping into that. But this is where I think we need to go. But I feel like they're creating things to kind of hold us back. But anyway, so I wanted to also discuss various pillars, which talks about what I believe and where I stand. And I felt I had to create these pillars because I needed people to see my perspective when I'm having these discussions or conversations with people from various spiritual backgrounds and topics and things like that. And there might be some people who have a background that you might not agree with that you feel like, oh my God, like this person is a bad person or this has a bad energy. That might be your perspective on it. But here, nobody's bad. There's no such thing as good and bad in my, on my platform and in my reality. And it took me a while to process this. So don't make it seem, I'm not trying to make it seem like this happened overnight where I'm like, yeah, no one's bad. Amen. It's more like, okay, there's a lesson to be learned from that person 
because technically we're all in a play. We're all on earth. And this is my beliefs. There's no debate about this here. I'm not debating you on this. There's no debate in my beliefs and spirituality. There's, there's no debate here. I'm never going to debate anybody or anything. I might ask questions because I'm inquisitive and I don't have all the answers. Nobody on this earth have all the answers. And if they tell you that, know that they're full of shit. And that's how people end up in cults and things of that nature because, you know, the person think they have all the motherfucking answers. You have the answers about the decisions you need to make within yourself but you don't have all the answers as to what's going on in the world. You have the answers within yourself to make decisions, but you don't have all the answers as to what's going on in the world. And that's clear. So I created pillars that, you know, break down my perspective on what I think is what, how I feel, you know, how I view things. And if you agree with it, great. And if you don't, it's not up for debate, but I'm open to perspective though. You ain't going to tell me, well, that's wrong. You can't tell me what I believe is wrong. Like, who are you? Like, who are you? You can't tell what I believe is wrong. I can tell you some, sometimes some beliefs are limiting, there's limited forms of beliefs. Absolutely. But you can't tell me it's anything is wrong. I can tell you some beliefs can be a little bit more. What's the term? Yeah, I think limiting is a correct term. It's just, it's too limiting. It's not inclusive for, for everyone on this earth or the evolution of humanity on this earth. It's not inclusive. So that's why I use these terms or I came up with these pillars to provide people with clarity on what I believe in. And let's go over them. So as far as relationships goes, right? And it doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the race or, you know, I don't care about those things. And my first pillar in relationships, and all this will be on my website as well if you guys want to review. And I'll be working on, um, I'm actually currently working on a bit of a book to kind of further discuss my perspective and experiences as well to go along with that. So that should be exciting. Many experiences we encounter with others are lessons or blessings. At times, the people we dislike the most are a mirror version of what we dislike within ourselves. Having this understanding, we can begin to believe that people can evolve into a higher frequency. I believe earth is school. We are here to learn through experiences and from one another. I'm still having, I'm still learning to process this, but there are going to be some people that you meet and I'm pretty sure I have been a blessing for many people in their lives. We're like, Oh my God, Tasha is an amazing woman. She did so much for me. And then there's going to be people that's going to be like, Oh, Tasha is horrible. I don't like her. Right. Or there's going to be people where I've had done things subconsciously and both consciously. Cause I am human in the past where, you know, it, it might've hurt their feelings. And unfortunately, Well, fortunately too, you know, there's both sides, right? 
we had to go through those experiences together to learn from each other and whether it pushed you in a different direction for you to have your 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 crew your friends or for you to you know become a stronger person whatever it may be the the relationship dynamic was again a lesson and or a blessing simultaneously and I've experienced that I had people have done a lot of shady things or you know made me out into this horrible person just to make themselves look good but it allowed me that I mean as much what are you going to do defend yourself or just shut them out and whatever that person or people were going through who you know felt they had to say this or felt they had to do this you know I don't I, I, I didn't take it personal well I'm learning to not take it personal because you know I'm not God I'm learning I'm, I'm you know I'm evolving as well and that's why I, I'm clear to say you know let's walk on this path together because these are things that I'm learning masculine and feminine I that's another pillar I created that pillar specifically because I began to look at myself and realize that a lot of men because I'm a cisgendered heterosexual woman (laughs) have to put those terms out there let people know what's up just in case you couldn't tell you know what I mean that a lot of men would project onto me their you know insecurities or inferiorities because they're having a battle within themselves as to what it is to be a man and I think society and I wouldn't say society as a collective I think our personalities and personas have been molded through our experiences growing up our foundation and also our environment as to what it is to be who we are or who we feel we are and who we feel we need to be So I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. So you already know I'm a little rough around the edges, right? But, you know, I feel like New York has still got a swag about us. Like, no matter where you come from, you know, our style, our swag is always going to be impeccable, no matter what race or gender you are. So let's just put it out there. Two, I grew up in a single-parent household where my mother was the one who took care of my brother and I growing up. So I had to, as being the oldest, I had to take care of myself, which is already triggering to what? Stand in my masculinity energy, my masculine energy. Because I believe everybody on this earth have both energies. And sometimes some people, if you believe in reincarnation, if you don't, this aspect of the conversation is not for you. And again, it's not up for debate. You know, sometimes a lot of us have been more in our feminine experiences in the past. And therefore now when we're, you know, human, if you happen to be in a form of a man, it's like, wait a minute, I don't feel because energetically I feel like I align more with my feminine energy. So I believe in that aspect as well too. But my experience did not allow me to balance and grow with my feminine energy meaning creativity, feeling a sense of security, moving in a sense where I'm much more nurturing and free flowing. I didn't have that experience growing up. So my thought process and my upbringing and growing up in a city and not having a, I guess, more of a father figure to balance out the masculinity because now being the oldest daughter and having my mother, it's like, you know, she just sees like, all right, a woman... 
I guess culturally for, for me, and I know a lot of Caribbean women experience this, and I, I think it might be common for others as well. If so, please let me know as well. Where we had to, as women, especially if you're the oldest, we had to always stand in our masculinity because we had to take charge. We had to do things. We didn't have a man figure or a father figure to kind of take things in. I've had the opportunity to have had, you know, an uncle and a few other um, manly figures in my life who were able to support me when they can or who contributed to me having a bit of a balance at times. But in conclusion, I still had to do things on my own. But then it wasn't until I moved to LA that I realized I had to, I mean, you're always moving in fight or flight, right? That's a masculine thing where you're moving to survive and you're moving to provide and you're not in your, you know what I mean? You're not in your energy, but when you're in your feminine energy, it allows yourself to receive. You are much more creative. You are more flowing. You're giving, you're much more nurturing because you're not moving with a mindset or an energy space that is, I guess, I don't want to use the term regressive, but that's more like you're trying to survive. So, and then when you see society or having these conversations about alpha male and xyz and abc i'm like yeah but you know what you're human you know we're forgetting you're human so you know and i'm human it's not my fault that i i you know i have to you know i'm this person where it's like my confidence is built on a different level than others my confidence is not built on like my looks or my bread like my confidence is built on what I overcame on my own and what I did on my own that's where my confidence came from for those of you who did not know you know it's never been like oh yeah I'm the baddest bitch or I'm this and that or I you know that's it never came from that it's what I it's what I experienced in the adversities that I've experienced that I had to overcome where doors was never opening and I'm like fuck it I'm gonna do it this way and I got in that's where my confidence came. But there's moments in my life where we know we're all insecure and I've had moments where I had a bit of insecurity, but I'm human, you know? But I shouldn't be fault and shamed because my level of confidence in my masculinity and who I do and what I do and who I am is is, is rubbing up against because you can't be yourself and be who you really are as a person. And I think we're not allowing men to to balance that aspect of themselves where they can actually if you need help if you feel you know if you feel vulnerable it's okay we're just teaching our our men and our boys to be these hyper masculine which is like very unbalanced where it becomes it turns into a rage of anger at when at other people who are okay in their feminine energy whether it's gay men or gay women you know what I mean it's like it's it's just becoming this rage because we're not allowing them to be who they want them to be we're giving we're telling them who they need to be and it's the same thing for women too it's like we're constantly being put in a box. Well, you're a woman, you know, you're, you know, you can't be like this. This is what this got to be like. Can you please stop? Okay, just stop. 
I didn't grow up with that type of dynamic. And a lot of guys didn't either. Not every guy had a father figure in their house. Not every fucking guy had a, a woman, another, like vice versa. Like, stop. Okay? And I don't have to be put in a box because you're putting yourself in the box because you can't be who you really want to be. So the pillar that I created with masculine feminine energy is we are forced to look at each other energetically and not physically. Gender roles are no longer a realistic ideology. And when I say that, it's not because I don't, I feel like, you know, I can do what a man can do and vice versa. Physically, I think that's, I can't do that. And I'm not going to have this conversation with people to make it seem like, yeah, if a guy could bench press for a hundred, I can't do. No, I can't. I'm not built that way. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. If you are here and you're a man, you take care of it, take care of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. However, what I mean by gender roles is like, you know, a woman got to stay home and cook and clean and take care of the kids. And your job is to do that. If that's how you feel you want your relationship dynamic to go, that's okay. But there's other, there's other dynamics where sometimes the woman goes to work and energetically that's her space. That's how she feels comfortable doing because women are making money too. Women are making a lot of money. And you know, if that's her husband going to be at home and that works for them, then I don't see what's the problem. So then you, you know, I just feel like it's all about your experience. It really is. It has nothing to do with like you, you're, this is who you are. This is what you are. This is what you need to wear. And this is what you need to do. It doesn't work like that anymore because unfortunately with my upbringing, there was no room for that. Cause I, I feel like I had to always do things on my own and I had to always figure things out on my own. So, and if there is not, if there is a person that I've met or a man that I've met, who's like, you don't got to be by yourself. I got you. Here it is. I'm all open for that. I'll tell you that, but I still would need to have my own. That's just me as a person due to various circumstances, both spiritual and physical. We need to look at each other as our own individual. And this is why I put spiritual and physical. Because I believe, again, this is not up for debate. Now, if you have a different experience where I might think I might be receptive and expand into your perspective, absolutely, but I'm not debating. That spiritually, we've karmically have lived different lives, different genders, different races. We've been through so many. And we're just reincarnating on this earth and doing it all over again. And... I believe that sometimes when you see certain individuals that feel like, I don't really feel like I'm, you know, a a woman or a guy in this body energetically, I do believe that's a possibility because spiritually, sometimes you probably feel more feminine. I do believe in that. And I also believe that, again, various circumstances, both spiritual and physical, what I mean by physical is... Again, my example, growing up in Brooklyn, New York, being the oldest daughter, single parent household, there was no room for me to be feminine. There's like psychologically and in that experience, growing up in a city like that, having to do things on your own, move that way. There was no room for me to, for me to be feminine. And I think that goes just the same for my mom as well. 
She didn't have a space to be feminine. There was none of that going on. She had to work. She had to survive. I had to do that. I had to survive. It was like, as women, we were moving in fight or flight mode as physical women. So it was, it's impossible for us to really feel safe to receive and embrace that vulnerability aspect of ourselves because we never had the opportunity to do that. So when you have people who are shaming women or shaming individuals, whether you're a man who are embracing his femininity, whether you are a person who, you know, have a different quote unquote aspect of themselves that society don't consider as normal, it's you don't know their upbringing, their experiences. Now, of course, I do believe there's other people who I think psychologically there's other issues involved. But that's not my area of expertise, and I'm not going to branch into that. I'd rather have an expert come and we talk about this. But I'm just talking about those who can relate to me where we can't help how we grew up. Whether you see a, you know, a man and he feels like he's a woman and he's just like, hey, maybe that was his environment. Maybe that's just how his experience, maybe that's spiritually how, how he's been. And of course, there's other medically inclined aspects of it. So, But I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to go into that component. But this is what I believe in. Putting people in boxes because of their outside appearances is not a holistic approach to understanding a person. It's not holistic. Because you're only going based on the physical. Remember, on this platform, it's all about the third eyes, about what we see. Or how we feel. Not what we see physically, what we see with our third eye. The next one, dark and light. That's going to come up a lot. And I sometimes I think throughout some of the interviews that I've had, which I'll be posting, I had to correct myself and use those terms because I'm still learning that aspect of things too. Because this is, you got to see this as a play. You know, we come, and this is what I believe in. If you don't believe in this, it's okay. You don't have to. Whatever your spiritual beliefs are, it's it's okay. But this is what I believe in. This is more of a holistic meaning that I try to take into consideration a little bit of different perspectives. Where, because it goes back to the relationship dynamic. Some people are lessons and blessings. Doesn't make them a bad person because they probably could have been a good person to other people. So, and think about the dark and light. So we're going to go into this. Looking at situations as good and bad is too polarized. It is. It's very polarized because every single one of us, including myself, have aspects of ourselves which is not really, you know, people wouldn't like. And I've met people where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like. I like them. But I've learned, I'm learning. I'm not have learned. I'm learning to just be okay with it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to do like them. I'm like, oh, well, energetically, I don't think we're a match. I'm trying to rephrase that. Energetically, we're not a match. Doesn't make him a bad person. It's just energetically, we're not a match. Therefore, so looking at situations as good and bad is too polarized. Therefore, opens the door for us to judge others for their alleged wrongs and human experiences. We are not striving for perfection. We are striving for evolution. 
Think about that. We are not striving for perfection. We are striving for evolution. I came up with that. <laughs> I'm nice. You know what I mean? I'm nice. <laughs> because, and I, you know, and this is why I had to do this. So let's go into this line real quick. Looking at situations as good and bad is too polarized. It is because it opens the door for us to judge others for their alleged wrongs and human experiences. We came on this earth, right? This is what I believe in and I'm not debating anyone. I'm open to perspective, but there's no room for debate here. If you want to debate, go on your platform and talk to yourself. We came here to have experiences. Because remember, don't you know that you, you go through shit and you learn from the experience? You're like, damn, I'm never doing that shit again. Oh, I'm never doing it. You know what I mean? You learned. You learned. You learned. I learned. I learned. You learned. Right? But then we're in this era where people who are human, who are making experiences, who happen to kind of be on big platforms sometimes or not, and we're judging them. And I was guilty of it. Let me tell you, please. I've, I have been guilty of doing all of these things. So this is not something where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. No, I came about it because I was on that side of things. I was judging people. I was talking about people. I was doing that like lower level negative aspect of things. Absolutely. I was guilty of it. And then, you know, the flip side, when it happens to you, right? You begin to realize, like, oh, shit, like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, now I probably see why this person had to do this or why this person did that or why this person had to be in this position because I I understand it. You see what I'm saying? And we all make mistakes. I don't know if I don't even I don't even know if I want to use that term mistakes anymore. Because I began to reflect at situations where, you know, how you look back at shit and you're like, damn, I can't believe I did that. Or I can't believe I hooked up with that. Or I can't believe I, you know what I mean? You cringe. I still cringe. I still cringe at some of the shit that I've done. And I look back at it though. Like I cringe, but then the healing aspect and the healing moment is when you tell yourself, would you change that outcome? Now, a lot of us be like, hell yeah, I wouldn't do that shit again. Or I would never, you know, have done that. Or I would never have hooked up with that guy again. And I was, and for me, I'm like, I don't know. I, and you know, I, I, cause I really want to, I really, for me, I want to get to a point where I don't want to regret my human experiences. You know what I mean? I don't want to look back. I mean, I still cringe at certain things. So please, this is all coming from the heart. I don't want to be, you know, and I think the only reason why we would cringe. And I think for me, this is why I cringe is because other people was involved, right? If it was just yourself, it would be like, oh, all right, fuck it. You'd move on. But when there's other people involved who... You, you think about their opinions of you and things like that. That's where the cringe come into place. And I feel like the more I've 
I'm stepping into myself and being myself. I don't really care. I'm not really caring about these things anymore. Next is health, mental and physical. So it's health, mental and physical, right? In a world filled with chaos and constant fear, we still have the power to control how we react to the outside influences. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. You can have the most amazing body and the most amazing physique and still feel depressed. The healing of our souls will shine through our energy and not just physically. This one I'm actually proactively doing as we speak. Well, physically, right? I think a lot of us, and I feel energetically too, I've experienced a lot of people who I think are, not think, I feel are depressed. But a lot of times when you're depressed, you feel like you have no one to talk to and you have nowhere to go because you want to, you know, be as strong as the next person. You want to be this person for the other person because you see like, oh my God, they look like they got it together. I need to do this. And I'm saying this because I feel like a lot of people project that onto me and it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Right. But one of the things that I have noticed and I, I think I've seen this more in social media, right? Is like, you know, in my case, I could probably have this conversation more about women. But you see these women like getting all this work done, which is okay. You're entitled to get your body done. All this work done and things of that nature. And, you know, they still do ugly things. It's like, and I want to say ugly things, meaning that as if they, they don't exude this beauty from the outside. It's kind of, it's kind of like, I don't want to say scary. It's like, it's a little uncomfortable to watch, especially if you are looking at things inside out, right? Now let's go back to, let's tie this into the confidence conversation, right? I'm cute, you know what I mean? I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm a little soft in the eyes. I'm not too bad, you know what I mean? You know. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't build an audience or a platform because of that, you know. And there's nothing wrong if you do because that's probably your human experience and your human entitlement, which is okay. But, you know, when you meet people who are confident, and I don't have the social media Follow. I don't, I don't, cause it's for me, if it's up to me, I don't really care. I feel like if I'm going to be on a platform, I want to have a reason. I want to talk about something. I want to say something. I want to be something. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, just take pictures all day. I just feel like, oh, it's a waste of my time. That's how, that's how I perceive it for myself. Everyone else, that's your, that's your job. Please make that bread. This is your human entitlement. God bless you with those gifts. All right. Well, I guess, you know, a combination of God and, you know, some some surgeons however that works I don't know (laughs) but it's nothing worse when you look so beautiful but you feel so ugly not because you feel you think you feel ugly because physically but you feel it in your soul and you're trying to repair all these aspects of yourself physically to make up for how you feel about yourself 
because you need the gratification from other people and outside influences to constantly remind you of who you are. That's got to be annoying. That, that, that's where anxiety comes from. Is, is having the sense of identity and depression is like killing. I don't want to say killing off the ego because you're not killing the ego. We need the ego to mix back. We need, as much as you guys don't want to hear this, we need darkness. We need that other aspect of our experiences. We need it. You might not want to believe it. Shit, there's times where I don't want to believe it because I'm going through shit. And I'm like, yo, why did I want to go through this? Because I have to become a better person, right? But when you feel depression and when you feel sad sometimes, you know, and I'm talking about sometimes you feel down now. I mean, like depression where you feel like, you know, and it's high functioning depression too. High functioning. I think a lot of New Yorkers probably going through that where you, you're still moving on every day, working, doing what you got to do. And, but there's something again, not quite right. And you just can't put your finger on it. But when people see you, they're like, oh my God, you got the car, the clothes, the body, this, that, you know? And it's like something is not, it's not it. So you begin to ask yourself, what is it? And I think a lot of times it's because you want to become, you really probably really want to be or shed and be a different person. Because remember, we're, we're constantly changing. There's always going to be a core essence of yourself that's never going to change. I've had people tell me like, oh, you're still the same from high school. Great. Thanks. Bye. You know what I mean? So if you didn't like me then, you're not going to like me now. Goodbye. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But there's, you're, you evolve as a person. And your maturity level, your emotional body and your spiritual body evolves. The core essence of who you are, of course, will be the same. If you're a, a funny, comedic, or whatever it is that you are, your character traits, that's you. But your spiritual and emotional body's evolving. That means you're learning from more mistakes, you're making different decisions, and you're trying to evolve from more of a higher frequency. But then think about this from an individual basis back to what we discussed sometimes you're going round and round and round and you don't even know what you're doing and you don't even want to ask for help I think a lot of people go through that you know you don't even want to ask you don't even know who to talk to you know because you know fear of judgment people always got something to say about you people's gonna be oh this person is this and you know for me I feel like I've always tried to be open and honest about where I stand if I don't got something and with my look I've never gotten people that actually have been emotionally mature to even have that type of dynamic whether it's man or woman friends or not um but so then you have people who actually just get the work done I mean I do think working out plays a big role which is great which I'll be doing which I'm doing (laughs) it helps you build your confidence from a different perspective where it's like yo I built this body I went to the gym and I worked out and I did this I grinded that's a different level of confidence so that's one of my other pillars and that's why I said with health we talk about that 
and then sexuality. I had this real interesting conversation with this girl and she mentioned it. She's also, so I'm Haitian, by the way, let me make that announcement. My family's from Haiti. It's born in the U.S., first generation. And she's also a Haitian woman, similar age, from New York, grinding. Love her energy. Met her through my cousin. And she brought up a very important topic that culturally, you know, it's a shame for a woman to be forward about what she wants like, for sex. It's like shamed upon. Which I find it to be quite odd in the era of Me Too movements where guys don't even know whether or not they should even make a move on a chick. You know what I mean? So when you meet women who are a little bit more forward about what they want, it becomes one or two things. Either it becomes shamed upon or it's like, you know, it becomes a, it's, it's like still a bit of a taboo to some aspect. And there's guys who are like, oh, I love it. You know what I mean? And there's other guys who are like, oh, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess they feel like they're losing their masculinity. You know, I don't, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm not going to go into that. And, and, you know, I think it goes both ways. But one of the things that I do learn is that for someone like me, I like to have more of a, a fluid dynamic with my partner. And when I say fluid, I mean more like we're friends, we're cool, you know what I mean? We have this attraction to each other, you know, let's go with the flow and not have a pressing issue of like, you know, let's get married and like, I'd rather it be more of an organic sense. That's how, I, for me, because I've, I've seen whew, so many women and so many people, you know, talk about, like, all these rules and things. And, you know, of course, when you when you are intimate with someone, this is what I believe that you do create, you do develop soul contracts and soul ties and karmic contracts. And when I say that means that every person you have sex with you're creating this contract. So when you have sex with someone like that, right? And the person, especially if it's like a one-sided dynamic, the person's not open to even being friends or even having, you know, at least ending it on a right note, it becomes a karmic thing. And then is going to come back around whether in this lifetime or next lifetime, we're going to have to deal with it because it was never finished and we created this ties and now we're bonded in a different way. Right. Or people who are just, you know, having sex and they have a kid out of it, which, you know, it probably wasn't in the stars, but now they have this bond and now this person, you guys will have this karmic energy that needs to be cleared out from lifetimes to come. (laughs) Right. So, I, you know, the hookup culture and all that stuff, it's not going to go anywhere. I don't think it is. And I I, I do interview uh, a gentleman and he talks about it because he was like, you know, people are, are building these connections, these karmic connections with people that they shouldn't really be with because it probably could just be that one moment and they need to move on, you know, because we are entitled to have our human experiences. We are entitled to have sex if you feel like it. Who cares? <laughs> like it's none of your business. So this is the pillar in the era of hookup and hypersexuality. And I say hyper for a reason. I believe we need to have a balanced approach to our intimate experiences. Understanding the spiritual power of sex and intimacy will allow one to approach their relationships with respect and fluidity. 
And I came up with that because I feel like, you know, I think there's a lack of understanding when it comes down to, you know, the, the, the sexual dynamic, the hookup culture and things like that. In my case, I feel like if I had hooked up with the guys, definitely a guy I probably have known for a while and you know what I mean? And we take it there and I'm like, well, if you have a skill set, and I think I've mentioned this in previous, like if you have a skill set and I have a skill set, right? And we're creating together. That's the same energy as sex. It's technically sexual magic. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a witch. I'm not, I don't know all that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go into that. But this is what learning and understanding the energy portals within your body. The energy portals is what's connected to your physical body. Your spiritual is connected. So it's like an avatar, right? Like when you plan to play video games, you're, you have a remote control. So the spiritual portals are the remote controls. So what governs what you do. So the sexual energy, which is your sexual organs, which is a combination of your confidence and your root chakra, which is what grounds you to the earth is orange, red and yellow makes orange. This is why it's in between that portal. And that's why when it comes down to being intimate with someone, you know, sometimes imagine you creating, you're writing music and you're doing whatever. It's, I mean, that's why I, sometimes I think that's why with Hollywood, you're like, damn, everyone's always hooking up with everybody. I'm like, yeah, because that's, that's, that's the energy. That's the energy there. Like you're all, all this creativity, all this, all this creating, creating is, is heavy sexual energy. And I think what's happening from outside of that bubble is that people who, you know, are, whether they're lacking in creativity or who are creating things that, you know, it, it becomes unbalanced, right? So if you're not creating, whether it's life or art, it's you're imbalanced. So that's why sometimes some people have like, whether you're attracting STDs, they say it's like a negative energy. You know what I mean? Whether you are, you know, you can't get it up or you can't, you know, your libido's low is because there's a lack of creativity, a lot of creating. And of course there's other physical components. I am not a doctor that plays into, plays into it. But again, this platform is discussing situations from the inside out energetically. So there's people where you're like, oh my God, I have a strong attraction to this person. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean you have to act on a sexual activity within itself. It just probably means that you have an attraction to create. Doesn't mean you have to create life. Maybe just creating energy. So there's people, you know, that I've, or men, not people, (laughs) that I feel like, yo, you're doing this. I'm doing this. Clearly, you know there's an attraction there. I'm grown. We can act on it. I don't think much of it because, you know, I feel like it's a human experience. It doesn't mean we're going to get married tomorrow, but I do think that we can use that energy to create more. And it, 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 it becomes, it goes back into such a 3d way of movement that, you know, you know how people are, they, they playing the games or they're doing this. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I think we could make something happen. I bring this to the table. You bring this to the table. Let's manifest this. You know, and if we could still have a good time and kick it while still being intimate because we have that type of dynamic, I don't see why not. But that's me. And when I was telling certain people about it in the spiritual community, they're like, well, that's because, you know, you just see things out of the social constructs, the higher level of frequency. Doesn't mean I'm better than people. 
There's no one better than anyone. It just means I just view things from a different perspective that I think would actually be more healthier. So, and then I have one more line. Shame and guilt shouldn't be associated with such powerful energy. It shouldn't. You shouldn't shame people for having sex. You shouldn't. There was an energy there. No matter how they look, who they are, it just happened. Especially with women. They're always shaming women. It's so annoying. And one last piece is sustainability. If we as a collective focus on what we have in common, which is Mother Earth, our focus would collectively shift. If we can develop trained habits that will allow us to bring more awareness to our place of home, our environment can either heal or hinder us. It's all connected. Our connection to earth helps us connect to our inner spirit. It's true. Earth is human. It breathes. It's life. Mother earth. It's a woman or energetically feminine. And I think sometimes we forget that. And I think we put so much hard, harsh energies on it, building density to the capacity that I feel like we're being detached from what makes us human again. And I feel like that's a pillar we need to take into consideration. And I do talk about this with the food element too. On another episode, which is going to be pretty good with Michael. I can't wait to drop that one. That's going to be a video and audio. Excuse the audio in advance. Because my mic wasn't working. Damn. (laughs) But yeah. So those are the pillars that I have on this platform, which what I represent and what I stand for. And I don't discriminate against anybody or anyone. I don't care who, what, where you are, what you believe in, what you've done. I'm all open to your perspective and I'm open to conversation as long as we're talking about it from an energetic standpoint inside out. Don't come to me about, you know, random stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you can go on any other platform and talk about it. We hear it all the time. I want to talk about this energetically, what makes us one and what's happening. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have quite a few episodes uploading next week. It's going to be definitely very interesting and intriguing. Some of it might be a little out of this world for some people. Like, well, that sounds crazy. Uh, Yeah, I want that reaction. (laughs) I want it to sound crazy. But I really feel like it's just what this is the energy. This is what's being told. This is what their beliefs are. And I'm open to hearing that perspective. Um, Am I a news? Do I feel like everything I'm providing is right or wrong? There's no right or wrong here. It's perspective. There's no room for debate. You will never catch me debating anyone. You'll have me asking questions, but I'm not debating. Because what am I debating? This is all how we feel is intuition. And it's all what we think is going on. So I look forward to continue, <laughs> continuing our conversations. And stay tuned for future episodes. And let me know if you guys have any particular interests or topics you want to touch on or even questions. Or you know people who actually would have a unique perspective you want to be on the show. I'm so receptive and open to it because I want to hear all about it. Thank you. Good night.